0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest, the greatest, the March-themed edition of Nick's Nonfiction. Today we have got Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus by Jonathan Gray. John is the man that Fifty Shades is actually based off of. Forget Christian. He claims to know the definitive difference between the sexes. His background checks out. Homie grew up with five brothers, had multiple wives, and has counseled thousands of marriages. John Gray once sent one of his brothers to pick up pain medication, and the guy just never returned. And then there were four. His brother's ex-wife was able to make him cry and feel all these new emotions. I'm pretty sure he banged his brother's ex-wife is what happened here. Men don't feel he felt new emotions, yeah I'm sure. Today we're taking a very black and white look at the sexes, because all men are trash and not every woman wants to be domesticated sure hold up if all men are trash and men and women are equal doesn't that make women just kidding gender doesn't exist you know elon musk's favorite band it's 30 seconds to mars i actually saw venus this morning thankfully the strip club was open early John Gray is a relationship doctor and admits that some relationships cannot be bought back from life support. This could include probably his benzodiazepine addicted brother's marriage. Some of these are beyond repair. Gray explains the reason for writing the book on love, we got a quote here, although almost everyone would agree that men and women are different, how different is still undefined for most people. Many books in the last 10 years have forged ahead attempting to define these differences. A definitive guide was needed for understanding how healthy men and women are different. I know this is the feminine episode for the year. Under this fourth wave of feminism, I should be arguing that men and women are biologically the same. I'm taking a second wave feminism approach, going back to Nancy Friday, who we know from the past what the men and women are equal how are those trans sports going for the women i think these broads are finally catching on that feminism was a ploy by the patriarchy to make it so that women take on careers so that us men can stay home and stream video games all day how are you guys liking your entry to the workforce is having a career as fulfilling as you thought it would be you know third wave feminism that's the one in between when we started seeing the purple hair, not the purple lady, the divine form of the feminine. The differences are good, equality is bad. Last month we talked about sex for the February edition and that captivates men. This is the women's month. We're going to try to focus a little bit more on dating. For whatever reason that enraptures women. And I experiment with my 2000 dating app matches. You could call me something of a scientist myself. John Gray has counseled over 25,000 couples, he says. To improve relations between the sexes, it is necessary to create an understanding of our differences that raises self-esteem and personal dignity while inspiring mutual trust, personal responsibility, and greater love. This guy wants equal rights. I want to give women equal rights and lefts. Square up. Let's get this show underway after a word from our sponsors. About the author, John Gray. John was born in 1951. He's an American relationship counselor, lecturer, and author. Born in Houston, Texas, to a father who was an oil executive and a mother who worked at a spiritual bookshop. Every single one of these relationship books are the same. I wonder if even his mom could tell his book apart. Five years after the book dropped, a million copies had sold, and John did the Mars-Venus workshop. (laughs) took the Tony Robbins path still cashing out in 2004 he had a massive class action lawsuit filed against Genesis Intermedia he was doing stock price manipulation with his own company (laughs) John's a legend he's been on Oprah Newsweek he beat the New York Stock Exchange in a one-on-one did you know that one day on Venus is equal to 5,000 hours on earth that's basically just one Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Freddie Mercury, Bruno Mars, and Venus Williams all walked into the same bar. They didn't plan it. <laughs> Here's another word from our sponsors. I think we got an eight-chapter book today. Number one starting out, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. <laughs> always got to be aware of a book where the first chapter is the name of the title. Well, you got nothing else to say already? You're repeating yourself? It's an older book, a little more simplistic, so it's going to be a rapid-fire show. His bestseller starts with some science fiction. Men are from Mars. We were a stupid, bored, and horny race of men playing sports, not really knowing what to do with our time. And we finally built a telescope and saw a bunch of vixens chilling over on Venus. So the boys put our collective five brain cells together and create a rocket ship and the Martians fly over to Venus and start partying with the ladies. They decide to come to the middle ground and settle on Earth. So they both start populating the center. And they're new to this atmosphere, John Gray is saying. They both wake up with amnesia. So the species could no longer get along because they forgot they came from separate places and are supposed to be different. Equality is bad. Happy Women's Month. We aren't equal. It's our differences that make us strong. Why is America the most powerful nation? Because we're the melting pot. I don't want to see equality. I've got a tell-all quote from the author here. Without the awareness that we are supposed to be different, men and women are at odds with each other. We expect the opposite sex to be more like ourselves. We desire them to want what we want and feel the way we feel we had in that other love book I think it might have been last year this guy got a note from his doctor to tell his wife he was alexithmic which means I can't listen to your stories anymore honey he was saying my ability to empathize is not as high as a female we don't have those brain regions to feel the deepest feelings for a rabbit that got shot by a hunter It's just impossible. So if I can't understand, then why are you telling me? The same awareness goes for dealing with a woman. You can't expect them to be okay with sleeping with your mattress on the ground. You know what I'm saying? A woman just needs more comfort than a man. We feel different John said here, as the magic recedes and daily life takes over, it emerges that men continue to expect women to think and react like men, and women expect men to feel and behave like women. Like after you land on planet love and you adjust to the atmosphere, that's when it gets hard. When you fall in love, you become a different person. I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm never having sugar again. Yeah, sure. That'll last how long until you reacclimate?" Do you want to stick with those changes or dump this broad and get a new one? You see this a lot. Couples often break up because they can't stand their significant other's friends. And you could push off how long she's going to meet the idiots until the queens at the brunch table, they're slowly going to radicalize your girlfriend. And, you know, your man's, all of his friends are draining his drive. And then you could always just say, yeah, those bitches are... Giving propaganda to my girlfriend. <laughs> Men are all evil. So both parties eventually will regress to the mean, as an academic would say. They're going to go back to their planets eventually. You ha- make that big change when you fall in love, and you got a microdose to keep that going or something. <laughs> microdose on each other. Micro penis couples that have been together for decades they fucking hate each other (laughs) you know what I'm saying it's in every single romantic comedy the wives get together they go in the kitchen pour up some wine and start gossiping and the dads go to the backyard they crowd around the grill and talk in factual accounts damn how much butane does this baby put out oh that patty in the back left yeah I think that one's ready to be flipped So both sides are equally annoying. Women have to talk about their feelings, and men have to talk about facts. There's a chapter about that later. We are not the same. Some immigrant families, they figure it out. (laughs) You know, there's a 0% divorce rate amongst Mexicans. Consuela provides by cleaning, and Pablo makes tortilla—whatever fucking racist comparison. Mexican couples are together forever. I just want to one day be as happy as a Mexican family at a picnic. (laughs) Doesn't it look like they're... I don't know, man. John ended. He's saying, remember, millions of couples get married a year and only half are able to acclimate to the new atmosphere. Men are from Mars. Women are from this penis. Chapter 2, Mr. Fix-It. Women, they love a handyman because... They're irrational. I thought a woman is supposed to take care of the nest. Man goes out, makes the money. No, you have to take care of the nest as well. The assertion that John is making is sound. Women are emotional, (laughs) so they want someone to fix their problems. Isn't that rationality? Anyway, a husband can make more money than like 90% of the other men that your wife even knows. And she's still going to finger herself to the plumber? because biology we learned this in the previous books as well it's the osmosis the flow of fetishization as you regress to the mean and go back to your planet you're not going to be able to find a banker attractive for 20 years eventually you're going to start finding scuzzballs attractive again sex is instinctual men used to do everything to close that point we used to hunt we used to cook we used to make the shelter hence us bonking bitches on the head and just dragging them back to our caves (laughs) it was a lot to do there wasn't enough time in a single day for one single father caveman this is the point of the chapter (laughs) you got to be a big brute if you successfully want to pass on your genetics and this is the subconscious trick behind why women like burly men. It's biology. It's not that you could have a man labor for you. We need to fix the toilet. We need to take out the... Tr- Just do it. Stop saying we. we. I understand the manipulation. Just be a team fucking player. It's not to find a man to labor for you. Women are attracted to big men so they could be raped most swiftly. Happy Women's Month. That's probably where all the... Unconditioned Freudian rape fantasies come from as well. If there was some scrawny guy rolling around your berry patch as a woman forager, ew, you would clam up. This guy has the worst genetics ever. Some barrel chested dude stomps across your garden. He is going to make it so that your children and their children can rape better as well. I don't ever think I've said rape that many times on the show before. But if (laughs) the Flintstones were historically accurate, that shit would have been (laughs) X-rated. Free history is all about taking what you want. (laughs) Mr. Fix-It. Okay, Dr. Love. Why don't you tell us why Bob the Builder isn't so hot? (laughs) He spent five pages in this chapter talking about questions you can ask your spouse to connect more. He really wasn't that much substance in this chapter here. Girls, like a guy, that's handy. That's not even true. Girls, like a handful of cash. Supported my rant saying how cavemen retreated to their dwelling after a failed hunt, whereas women would get together and keep talking when they had a failed forage. What? Did the lettuce run too fast, ladies? How do you fail a forage? (laughs) um so men we just naturally like to be alone it's only good things that bring men together (laughs) and then women they need company to live if they fail they need to put that on somebody we're literally different animals we have different needs john gray says one of the best differences between men and women is how they cope with stress men become increasingly focused and withdrawn while women become increasingly overwhelmed and emotionally involved Don't try to change two-million-year-old biology. (laughs) Get that doctor's note that says you're alexithmic. You're never going to be able to understand the overwhelmed, emotionally-involved feelings a woman goes through. So, I don't know, learn how to plunge your own toilet. (laughs) And, like women, you deserve to talk to your gal pals about the plumber's crack turning you on literally does reduce anxiety for them (laughs) yeah feminism just kidding gender is merely a social construct (laughs) chapter three how to motivate the opposite sex thought this chapter was built off of a false premise listen to how he started it a man's instinct is to look after himself even if it means sacrificing others, a woman's instinct is to look after others, even if it means sacrificing herself. See how he's just painting things in black and white to make a good bestseller? I'm not sure about you guys, but I've seen some fairly self centered bitches out there. It literally is everybody for themselves until there's children in the equation. Kids rewire children's entire, br- like it says, a uh, Mom brain, and that's what I'm saying. Women actually become selfless, like a, a chick will throw her best friend out of the moving car if they pull up to another hot guy at the intersection. You know what I'm saying? It's until they find their man, then they can finally be for the team type of thing. Think about the breakups. <laughs> I've dated girls. They always have to go console another girl for a date that went wrong. Holy shit, how good is your life that a bad date makes you need consolations? Anyway, this is like if your girlfriend's friend Pet died, they have to go over and drink an entire box of wine together. (laughs) Yo, if my fucking best friend, a canine that I raised for 10 years, died, all of the boys would just text me, Yo, shit sucks. I'm not getting any cards in the mail. John is trying to emphasize with this chapter, the best way to get along with your wife, how to motivate the opposite sex, is to glamorize them. (laughs) It's the cheat code to success. In the beginning, you withhold on all compliments, and then you eventually flush. John says to achieve this, a man has to express his desire to fulfill her needs and her worthiness to receive his care. And a woman has to express her desire for his care and his worthiness to fulfill her needs. So yeah, like I said, go talk about the plumber with your friends. You can't talk about that shit in front of your husband because what you are bringing to the equation is your worthiness to fulfill his needs. (laughs) I never want to hear from any of my girlfriends about one of her exes. As far as it goes, that guy doesn't exist anymore. He (laughs) vanished. You know what I'm saying? Men hate to think about that type of shit. Women, of course, you just provide for them. That's how you motivate the opposite sex. Buy women things. Become the rake from Robert Greene's terms. He said how to motivate women. Yeah, you just got to fucking simp. (laughs) It's the entire bird brain. It overflows with love hormones when women feel desired. Like, to motivate men, you make them feel needed. This is why when my girlfriend gets feisty, I go around the house and I tighten pickle jars and loosen the toilet joggle. (laughs) You need to be relied upon as a man. Uh, I don't know, man. I get shivers down my spine when I hear a girl that's like high maintenance. So I'm saying as we started the chapter, this isn't all black and white. I will never... I said in the last episode, floppy hat, left swipe. If a chick is trying to motivate me by making me do chores so I feel like I'm needed in the household, I'm just going to hire a maid. Not every man is like this. It's Literally, it sends shivers down my... I'm a little bit high-may. High-maintenance bitches. <sighs> what are you, royalty? John said, playing up this damsel in distress... It empowers him to overcome his fears of having a relationship. Unfortunately, once they are in a relationship and as the problems begin to emerge, she doesn't know how to import that message still is to him and neglects to send it. As the relationship goes on, it's harder to do those same motivators of, Whoa, I took out the trash for my girlfriend. I'm a provider. (laughs) Eventually, it's like, bitch, chip in. Women will test how abusive they can be as time goes on. You know, <laughs> this is the whole point of marriage. The pants eventually switch. <laughs> the women just wear you down over years and years. <laughs> as for things deteriorating, as the quote said, the same thing goes for a man as the relationship drags on. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can take out the garbage forever. I'm saying, go down and providing isn't that hard. But the really hard part is... When your girlfriend starts cutting farts and you still have to act like she's your one true desire. Because you're bringing that to the table just as much as you're uh, building the house and killing the animal. You have to do the listening. And the desiring is the most important thing because women need to feel desired to exist. (laughs) So even when you're not as sexually attracted, she still has to be that day one siren. In short, both parties have to keep lying to each other to keep their delusions from getting to their ego. <laughs> you know, very healthy relationships. It's just Kool-Aid that you're drinking together. Yo, we're awesome, aren't we? You're fucking killing it, babe. These people are unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> we're most powerful when we remember our differences. A good quote to wrap this one up. The Martians and the Venusians were beginning to develop a new philosophy, a win-win philosophy. They wanted a world where everyone cared for themselves as well as for others. (laughs) You know, it's actually difficult to not have someone tell you you're great every night and still love your fellow man. But no, love is the highest virtue. (laughs) And as our father Freud says, if you're not married, you ain't a human. (laughs) So, yeah, we started that chapter with a false premise about men being selfish and women being saints. And if everyone was actualized, we would have win-win relationships. Yeah, let's put the fucking kids first rather than selling out the future to authority. <laughs> Getting big picture. Chapter four, speaking different languages. Uh, Going quicker than I had expected. We'll slow it down a little. Different languages. Any boss that you have is going to tell you that the secret to success is good communication. How's your relationship going to fare? You can't even talk to each other. John says men talk in very literal terms for the purpose of relaying information. Women employ artistic license and dramatic vocabulary to fully express and relate their feelings. I liked from that quote, he said a dramatic vocabulary. Men and women really don't speak the same. There's that old study that women speak like 2,000 words a day and men speak 6,000 words or 600 words a day. You need more words to say the same amount. <laughs> Some say it, it's repetitive. This is a dramatic vocabulary. Yeah, it's all for emphasis. Got a quote here. Men like to sort their thoughts out before communicating them. You know, thinking before you speak. (laughs) A woman needs reassurance to rationalize her own thoughts. What a sentence. A woman needs reassurance to rationalize her own thoughts. A chick literally cannot come to her own conclusion. You hear women say this all the time. Am I crazy? He's the crazy one, right? Women literally cannot form an individualistic opinion. You've been alive for a while, is this a crazy th- Use your judgement. You love to judge other men, just use it for yourself. <laughs> Every decision they make has to go through the filter. Would my friends approve of this? Is this outfit socially acceptable? Think about the fucking implications this has on the group. Think of society. You wanna talk about the patriarchy? These hoes are ruining the world. If there was actually a patriarchy, this vaccine shit would be over. I think the shot helps me, so I got it. I think otherwise. Cool, bro. I don't give a fuck. Have a good day, man. That's it. That's the factual exchange of information with a man. Women have to be on the same page about everything. So we get married at 30, right? We're shooting our kids up with mRNA therapy, right? Can we stop? (laughs) One language is more efficient at communicating ideas. And the other is more efficient at communicating emotional calia. What do you think is better for academia? And what do you think is more like women are 70% of teachers? (laughs) They can't convey information. I'm going hard on women today. Happy Women's Month. I think we need to get these chicks out of the ivory tower. I'm going to double down on this. As Plato said, the Academy is the place for the free exchange of new ideas. You currently need to take a feminist credit to graduate. (laughs) This is not a free exchange. This is straight up feminist indoctrination. I've told the story about we had to watch a cop talk about (laughs) sucking a robber's dick. We should be watching war movies, is my point. I don't have to get Silo to make these points. When you're with your boys and you're just busting balls and a chick walks in the room, the entire atmosphere changes. (laughs) Like, you know, some guys start simping immediately. Most guys will go quiet because you know there is this Gestapo communication channel that's going to make its way back to every single female oh that guy just doesn't know how to talk to girls no he doesn't want you reporting back to his girlfriend everything you said you literally just (laughs) gotta watch your back every time a girl is in the room since men are physically unable to think as emotionally as females they should have to assimilate to our communication style you know you just wouldn't understand okay then start talking to me like a human what's the fact of the matter anybody with a functioning brain can speak factually like I'm saying men are fluent in sarcasm we assimilate to the lowest IQ bro straight up (laughs) like women compliment each other and don't mean it and then men shit on each other and we don't mean it that's what I'm saying we're fluent in this sarcasm it makes it so that we don't have to act smart (laughs) I know this is coming from the book guy or whatever, but chicks, whenever they are always trying to, like, use their therapist's phrases and sound like they're well-read, I don't care, bitch. How do you, what that mouth do? It's when women talk to each other, they're always using this higher brain, and men, we just fucking bro out to the lowest possible IQ. John said, When a man is troubled, he does not want his partner there to express concern for him, but loves to be told that the problem is easily within his ability to rectify. Another thing with men, we don't want people there when we're going through a tough time. He's going, it's still good to have someone there saying, I don't know what you're going through, but you have it within your possibility to fix this thing. That's all a man needs to hear. We don't need our feelings validated. We just want to know, hey, you have the fucking ability. And, like, women get happy when they have a problem to complain about. It's really simple. Men want to hear the problem and then fix it. Like, we become depressed by hearing other people's problems. I think that's another layer to this that I'm not... I don't want to hear your fucking problems because it makes me sad. How's that? Men are more empathetic than women. <laughs> we become depressed when we hear like our boys saying, I can't get this girl. Let's fucking go out and get you a new chick. Who cares about that bitch? Do you really want to solve this problem or are you just wasting my time and complaining about your ex? The only way to get over that is to get under someone else, you know, just fucking <laughs> I'm not here to ruminate. Individual couples have communication issues regardless of sex. So your wife is going to be telling you, you know, show up early. How early? Are you still going to be doing your hair? Should I be in the car warming up the air for you, your majesty? Like we literally have two definitions of early. Men and women, (laughs) we need to standardize our language down to the smallest fucking, I don't know, man. 600 words a day everybody has a limit from now on (laughs) the way we solve problems couldn't be any more different (laughs) literally john didn't have a solution he's like just don't get mad at your spouse you can't fix what you can't fix but if you tell your wife that she'll say well you have to help me fix my problems i heard that fighting is healthy so how about we put on the fucking gloves right now (laughs) john ended to accommodate their partner's response each should make small changes to their behaviors and communication towards the others but without compromising their own true natures okay it's not really a practical thing we could do but yeah you're gonna fight a lot we need a fucking rosetta stone between male to female men are factual women are emotional (laughs) the way a man starts a sentence here's the truth listen to this shit yo check this out a woman my eyes gloss over when i hear someone start their sentence well i feel (laughs) snoozer (laughs) okay let's go along to chapter five here men are like rubber bands All a man really has in this world, we're getting Western to start this one off, is the ability to take care of himself. There's nothing more manly than living off the grid. You don't need nothing from nobody. John is saying men bolt for cover when they suddenly fear that their self-sufficiency, if I could say it, is becoming threatened. Codependence is very unattractive to men you have to the cure for this dr gray says if given support by being afforded space for a little while they will soon feel better and spring back you can't come on too strong can't come on too fast my comparison i always say you're trying to domesticate a man (laughs) like you've got these feral animals out here running all over doing god knows what and you are trying to redefine its boundaries to succumb to a hole (laughs) you can't tranquilize this animal and drag it into your zoo and if you did that it's only a matter of time until he will need a change of environment you know zoo animals all go crazy (laughs) like you could shoot A man with your love dart, your cupid arrow, just give him a good blowjob. And then he'll be in love with you for a month. But then he's going to wake up in your zoo one day and be like, holy shit, how did I get here? If you're boxing in cattle and you sprint right at them, (laughs) they're going to run in the opposite direction. If you build a fence around the cattle, they're going to start to notice it and they're going to trample over you. The best advice, ladies, that this will probably be for the show Happy Woman's Month is breadcrumbing. It's the most simple method of domestication. This is how we got fucking cows and workhorses on our side. You feed the animal a little bit every single day until it becomes totally reliant on you. For women, it's easier to control a man who can't control his sex drive. So that's a much better way than what I said last month. Uh, Some women only fuck guys dumber than them. It's true, but women are looking for men who cannot control their sex drive because it's much easier to, I'm your satisfaction, I am desired. John said, to make matters worse, she feels powerless to get him back because she doesn't know what she did to turn him off. She doesn't know that it's just part of his intimacy cycle. So I'm saying you can't do the love gun because eventually that amnesia is too jarring when you wake up (laughs) on planet marriage. There's two kids downstairs throwing Pop-Tarts at the wall. You're making your wife into a toaster strudel and that's still not making you happy. (laughs) Where am I? It's tough to have so little power. Not gonna lie, like that quote said, you just gotta let a man go through his intimacy cycle. But I'm telling you, you have this bread-crumbing power. Start with a hand job. I'm not telling you to get your mouth dirty. (laughs) Um, And then I have to make this point because it's not exactly easy for men. We have so much power out here. After you face your first rejection as a man, it just doesn't hurt that bad anymore. (laughs) And so women just never get over that hump. They can never ask a man out. Most things in life are going to be out of your reach. And as a man, you fucking learn that very quick. You're not going to be able to hook up with the chicks you want to. Here's a tip for if you do want to try to get that chick out of your league, just breadcrumb the chick with security. (laughs) Like, of course, she's going to have other suitors, but pretty woman, this bitch. John, he's contradicting his thesis. He's like admitting that both men and women are rubber bands he says here women misinterpret a man's pulling back because generally a woman pulls away for different reasons she pulls back when she doesn't trust him to understand her feelings when she has been hurt and is afraid of being hurt again like a woman they call it emotionally cheating (laughs) okay Uh, is this supposed to hurt me a woman's version of pulling away is the silent treatment (laughs) and then the relationship just gets better can you just be silent forever similarly between sexes everyone needs space you know everybody ages (laughs) it's not just men that are rubber bands we learned this from the last book on love your wife is gonna hate you She's going to get worn out like a rubber band. It goes through these cycles, so just retreat into the woods for those periods. The effects of getting older are the same on both genders, and these cycles get tighter. I don't know, man. As you get older, like the emotions are less strong, but very variated and more dilute who cares getting old is gay at the end of the day men and women are like rubber bands eventually both of us get worn out let's go to chapter six women are like waves women are pretty psychedelic in that sense they come on stronger periodically Random patterns compared to that male ebb and flow he was talking about. John says, Women sink into a depression when they feel it is time for emotional cleansing and resolution. At these times, they might become utterly negative on their outlook, dwelling on every problem which troubles them. If they cannot find any real issues to concentrate on, then they will find some random other things to worry about. Holy shit. Doesn't this sound like a great person to be around? And that happens every month during the red tide, the red wave. Women subconsciously like to feel bad because it's better than feeling helpless. You know what I'm saying? If you feel bad for yourself, you feel like you might be able to be rescued. Even when bitches don't have a problem, as the quote said, they start looking for one. (laughs) You know, I swipe left on every chick in her bio. It says, um... I like trouble (laughs) or I like to cause problems. I've seen a couple of these. Holy shit. I've never swiped left faster. Like, uh, even when a chick is saying, oh, my last boyfriend was a nightmare. I don't want to hear about it. He does not exist. Forget him. I'm going to erase your memories. (laughs) When your manager, (laughs) I need to lean into the jealousy somehow. (laughs) When your manager makes a mistake on the floor and then like they're looking for someone to blame this shit on, <laughs> like uh, a customer chewed out your manager and they had to just take it, this manager is always, always going to unload that stress onto somebody next, so you got to hide Like, a woman does this too. I'm saying, go to the fucking woods when your woman is on her period. She's going to make problems. And she might not even know that she's doing it. They just need something to worry about. This is fucking bird brain behavior. Making problems out of nothing. Bro, what are you, the government? You Luciferian fuck. If you had an alcoholic dad who would, like, fly off the hinges, you know this. You just got to ghost at certain periods these waves of anger come up in women and john says they suspend their normal giving natures oh my god <laughs> they're literally like a jack jack the baby from the incredibles fucking jekyll and hyde this is two-face behavior they suspend their normal giving natures demanding the right to express their feelings and not to be left on their own <laughs> Dude, this is textbook abusive relationship, but men have it all so good. Every man is abused. (laughs) Leave me alone. Wait, where do you think you're going? (laughs) This is like every girl in the world. (laughs) I don't know, man. Every chick is like uh, looking after their friend's non-issues, and it just feeds into their whole (laughs) problematic worldview. Oh, man. Just because you need something doesn't mean you deserve it. Like, remember earlier in the book, he was saying it's a physical need for a woman to have her thoughts validated. (laughs) So it's a physical need, but you don't deserve it. You know, I need sex. I'm a man, but I don't deserve it. I have to buy dinners and whatever the fuck. You see what I'm saying here? If you need to be heard, why do you think you deserve to be heard? I don't give a fuck. As a primate, (laughs) literally, human apes, the greater species, we need to have sex, and we just don't. Because you can wager wedding rings and houses and whatever the fuck for it. (laughs) Needs versus deserves. Either nobody deserves anything... Or everybody deserves to have their needs met. This is not some Thanos wager where I'm going to destroy. Seriously, if you're going to say, we, I need my needs to be met. Okay, bitch, then me too. And yes, of course, a good relationship is a symbiote where both of these things are being met. But most people can't see. Yes, this is prostitution. Okay, let's put it as simple as we can. <laughs> Either nobody deserves it or everybody deserves it. <laughs> I've had enough of these fucking feminism double standards, and that's all it is, man. How come these feminists aren't signing up for the draft? You're picking and choosing what you want to be equal on. It's all bullshit. (laughs) John was saying women take longer to swing from one extreme to another, so it can be hard to watch a woman go through a hard time. So as we were saying, they like to be sad. And not only that, but it takes longer for them to swim back to happy swing and as we just said men are rubber bands we could fucking snap back in a moment's notice from the deepest depression in your life and again there's nothing you could do about it let your girl be in her feelings in all fairness john said here men demand the right to be free from time to time to time and women demand the right to be heard from time to time like I'm saying, your demands, okay, dictators make demands. Why don't we actually make a negotiation here? <laughs> we have needs, let's both meet each other's needs. so the male the male need to just feel free does not tread upon anybody else, but the female need to be heard that requires other people to be there for you. It is an aggressive <laughs> way to exist. I'm saying you literally cannot exist without other people. Venus is a hive a mind planet. Women are like waves. You got to be weary when they all <laughs> build up together because that's how a tidal wave happens, bro. And we just got washed away as a society. Look at the workplace. Is it more or less profitable before feminism happened? Aside from fucking... Ruining commerce and then creating an unemployment bubble. This needs to be heard. (laughs) Like, this shit destroys relationships. You can be heard by your friends and still be in a relationship. (laughs) You're not going to get all of your needs met in one place. This is some fucking Mulan shit he's ripping off here. The way to become a man is to need less. (laughs) It's less sociopathic than to try to change everybody around you. So this supports my argument even fucking more, bro. Women try to socially engineer every situation they're in, and men just want to be self-sufficient. What do you think is more sociopathic? Just because men don't like to fucking talk to each other about nothing doesn't mean we're sociopaths. You're the one who's trying to work every single room. Every woman has an agenda. They're fucking sleeper cells for the Venusian hive mind. (laughs) If you can't go out to dinner without being asked if I want kids, like, what is this bigger agenda I'm being part of? Every single first date I've been on, maybe it's because I'm not filling the air enough. (laughs) I should be asking personal questions. That question comes up. Do you want kids? What? I met you 30 minutes ago. Do I want kids? There's a fucking orphanage. Go get your kids if you want them. (laughs) Yo, those kids... Need parents! Do they deserve parents? I guess not. I guess these orphans have to take parents on a date first to get their needs met. (laughs) Remember, those kids, they... (laughs) Both genders have exceptions. Regardless, the point of this chapter is that needy people ruin the world on both sides of the spectrum. I just need sex, so I'm gonna abuse my wife. (laughs) At least that shit's funny. But that, uh, yeah, women are wagering sex for fucking <laughs> mortgages and plop, propping up BlackRock's monopoly on suburban houses. It's all tied together. Chapter 7, How to Avoid Arguments. You can hear it in my tone. We're one step short of hitting our spouses here. This chapter's about verbal abuse. <laughs> Unexpected verbal attacks are more destructive to relationships than physical violence. That's in John's point of view. Over time, how many marriages, like, did the rule of thumb save? <laughs> Back when you used to be able to hit your wife, you know, let's just not talk about it. You take your spanking and move on. John noticed in thousands of couples, quote. Arguments thrive on men failing to pay sufficient attention to women's feelings. And women being critically disapproving of men. This is... um, Just rephrase that for yourself. Men just don't pay enough attention. Women are critically disapproving of men. Literally, women hate us. Like... Women literally have to get over their disapproval of men in order to get with them or whatever all chicks are lesbian they just fuck us for things how to avoid arguments (laughs) men make your boundaries clear and women raise your standards like as a man just say i'm not arguing about these things if you do i will dump you and i've never had a problem when you're that cold and fucking calculated Women, you gotta be more sociopathic. Raise your Instead of trying to train a man and treat him like a dog, if this guy doesn't put his laundry away, raise your standards. There are men out there who like a tidy living space or whatever the fuck. Instead of trying to change people, change yourself. <laughs> of course, this is not the case. <laughs> Women can be critically disapproving of men and still attracted to men. And you get this vibe as a single male. I'm starting to see this the older you get. You can't hang out with um coupled people because <laughs> the propaganda channels of women will not allow their man to hang out with other single men. This is a defecting agent. <laughs> you guys get it. Like countless women having their bio, where is my Christian gray? He doesn't exist. How to avoid arguments? There's less than 600 billionaires in this country. John Gray is here to tell you, you gotta lower your fucking expectations on every single level. Maybe Eckhart Tolle, expectations are the theft of happiness. Keep those dreams and expectations alive. Women cheat and initiate divorces at a higher rate, John was saying. The men who cheat, you know, they cheat with a lot of women, and then they just don't get broken up with. Hmm, so what did the women want out of this marriage? It definitely wasn't sexual security. There's something else. Overall, more women terminate marriages. This is pretty big because it states men can suffer longer. You know, it's who can press the tap-out button faster, and women, in more cases than often, he's saying, initiate the divorce and like we just said before, half of marriages fail. I would say the other half that still continue become an endurance event in suffering. Like, think about all the couples that should have gotten a divorce but didn't. Instead, they became alcoholics together. You know, we're way over 50% divorce already. Who can sit in the spoil longer? This is probably why men mostly die of heart attacks you lost. You let her nag you to death. <laughs> if that's the true competition here. If we're being a good doctor and considering mental health, Dr. John Gray, the 50% divorce rate should really be 75 because people are just depressed together. A lot of husbands shoot themselves or disappear. That's not in the divorced statistic. <laughs> you know, I saw a uh, bone tomahawk recently it's a good western movie and they're around a fire there's indians coming over the hill they're trying to think of a plan this one guy speaks up i'm clearly the smartest one around this fire what we need to do for these indians is yada 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 and all the men are like what the fuck are you talking about you're not the smartest one here they start cocking their guns pointing it at him and he goes gentlemen if i recall correctly i'm the only one here that isn't married Smart men don't get married, and they all, oh, he's got a point, they put their guns away. (laughs) A lot of husbands shoot themselves or disappear and start a second family. That isn't counted in the divorce statistic. (laughs) Marriage isn't like a holy matrimony. It's an event with a 25% success rate where failure entails depression, Bankruptcy and suicide. (laughs) How fucking romantic. (laughs) In reality, marriage is a low percentage. (laughs) Evil Knievel bus jump. It's a fucking hook shot from half court. (laughs) Literally a Hail Mary throw from the 10-yard line. (laughs) This is why there has to be all the fucking propaganda I'm saying. Rom-coms are the... (laughs) The media for the wedding industrial complex (laughs) you know you don't have to get the government involved in your sex life right people (laughs) the state makes bank off of marriage licenses divorce courts just another institution that's valuing profit over love (laughs) staying together for 40 years unmarried now that is powerful love right there I don't need a fucking certificate from the government to tell me who I love. (laughs) Men, this is not the way to avoid arguments, if that's the point of the book today. Just saying. Remember the ubiquity of groupthink. It has to be everywhere. All the women have to think the same thing. Otherwise, it's futile. And so it's definitely futile to fight because it is so... Contemporaneous everywhere This shit is shoved down people's throats Fellas Either start building your cabin out in the woods Or start saving up for a ring That's the only advice That's your male privilege John profiling me well with this quote When engaged in an argument Men use strong and aggressive words To ensure that they win the argument So to end the chapter You gotta like ask yourself What does it mean to win the argument are you going for a the philosophy of win-win like they started with? Or do you want your wife to sleep alone in the bed, you on the couch, but you knowing you won that argument that night? What does it mean to win? The name of the chapter here. Are we trying to avoid arguments? It might feel good to get those jabs in. It definitely will. This is not the most effective form of communication. We need to forget, like, crackpot Darwin's theory of survival of the fittest. Every kid needs to know this. It's all about symbiosis out in the wild. If you take too many clams, there's not going to be any clams next year. But you're the fittest because you stole the clams from the other people. Symbiosis is the hippie word we need to get in touch with. People think you're supposed to win fights against your wife. (laughs) Like uh, the cops... ...are the biggest domestic abusers ever. They put on the riot gloves. A Jordan Peterson tip I liked from his old book. You're supposed to reduce the argument to the smallest possible parameter. This guy would always say, like, you will keep your spouse from conflating issues... ...and you're able to stay on track... ...so this chick doesn't start attacking your character... ...and you don't start uh, attacking her cooking... Like, how much does it actually help to say, Well, you forgot to put the toilet seat down. We're trying to figure out how to make the next mortgage payment here. Otherwise, we're homeless. Does it matter if the toilet seat is up? And it, just put it down. If I had to put it up, you have to put it down. Logic. To lighten it up, fellas, I believe a celebration is due. <laughs> My condolences, of course. Gentlemen, Michaela Peterson just got divorced. Weh, weh, weh. celebrate good times come on <laughs> this chick is a living barbie she actually interviewed our guy from last month Robert Green a textbook siren supermodel with brains included that's all the simping you're going to get out of me today Try to tap that ass <laughs> Jordan Peterson Um, premarital sex is a mortal sin clean your room there will be no tapping of any ass clean your room (laughs) thinking of arguments and relationships as opposed to the art of war total warfare where you want to win every single battle (laughs) it's going to destroy the opposition as Sun Tzu would say you have to deduce these arguments to their least explosive state and then you'll maybe have a shot at the siren one day let's go to chapter eight our final one keeping the magic of love alive We learned anything today. It's that love really is magic. It's a spell. John gave a list of ten times that his patients had reported the love vanished out of nowhere, just like a spell. First few were waking up and feeling different about their partner, or if you had a bad dream and you don't feel the same. It's like uh dealing with someone on disassociatives. (laughs) So you're mad at me for what I did in the astral realm. Okay, that makes sense. Even worse, you can do something irredeemably embarrassing in your girl's dream and she'll never see you the same. It's like when you trip over your shoelace, your girl looks at you as incompetent and she never wants you again. This could just happen in the dream world and then you're no longer sexually viable to her. John said, I wanted to have sex with my partner, but when he wanted to, I no longer did. So that was a paraphrase from one of the women. So another one of the turnoffs, if you want your woman, she just doesn't want you back. (laughs) And as we started the book today, the tenant of what can get you a chick is desiring them, raking, making them feel like they are the prettiest girl in the world. And uh, sometimes this just turns them off. (laughs) Do you see how frustrating this is for men? You can be on the same page with your girl for months. And then the pesky bird brain sells you out. These are irrational rules to play a game by. So, like, if you want a stock trading finance man who understands game theory, you have to make the game winnable. Otherwise, a stock trader often is going to refrain from casino gambling because he knows the odds aren't in his favor in that game. You know what I'm saying here? It's back to the breadcrumbing. Girls are always wondering... Where are all the good men? (laughs) Withdrawn. They're not at the bar. There's only so many times you can be rejected for no reason that you keep going back. And it's not like you get paid to... I'm just internally comparing this to telling the same joke night after night and it having a different response. At least you're making connections type of thing with a chick. What the fuck am I even doing this for at a certain point? So you can find love... I'm just saying here, nobody plays games that aren't winnable. So if you're questioning why you're not getting good men or the whatever type of guy you're looking for, make that game more winnable. There's dozens of events that catalyze the end of relationships. And these are obviously a bunch of them, just the internal workings of a female. It can be a dream to a rough period. The real cause... Not the catalyzation, the cause is that the love is running out. The girl doesn't have the nerdy dream about you until the spell has run its course. You need more magic. This is why you see couples start taking vacations together. You are realizing what your feelings are underneath the oxytocin. Very deep quote from John here, maybe the most insightful from the book. For years, we have suppressed our painful feelings. Then one day we fall in love and love makes us feel safe enough to open up and become aware of our feelings. Love opens us up and we start to feel our pain. That amnesia, once you regress to your normal state of behavior, then all of those feelings that you forgot about come rushing back. (laughs) I've been trying to make this point about love being like the equivalent to heroin, and it's true when your friend first gets into a relationship, they're unbearable. They need their fix. They need to redose on love, oxytocin. Actual personal advice from John here. When we are upset, about 90% of the upset is related to the past and has nothing to do with what we think is upsetting us. Generally, about 10% of our upset is appropriate to the present experience. It's kind of like love. You are putting all of those beautiful moments into the present to just keep that going with your wife. And I'm saying, yes, make life happier, live, laugh, love all that gay shit. It's a cynical tone for the show. Obviously, I want my listeners to have love. (laughs) But you're sad underneath that shit. This is your warning. Whatever you were before you fell for the one, <laughs> that shit is still you, man. The demons are still within you. So, yeah, don't blame that shit on your spouse just because you start getting sad three months in the honeymoon period is over. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the other person. You are just internally re-registering how much of a fucking maluk you are men are the worst at this i would say like you come home mad about whatever your boss unloaded onto you that day so then you beat your wife and then she beats the kids and then the kids start skinning the cat (laughs) men need to let their anger go to stop this that's what a real man does this 90-10 rule 90% of the anger is shit in the past that you still can't so stop getting abused change your job <laughs> but like 10% is all that's legitimate about that feeling so it's it's up to us the men to really stop being violent <laughs> it's funny when your girl tries to hit you shit man I uh, guess if you're li- raised in a single parent house you get half as many beatings at least I would have John had a lot of divorces. They came and went over a twenty year mark. This is the same story he said time after time i wrote- I woke up in the bed and realized I wanted more and that's a bill Burr joke. uh The only thing scarier than being alone <laughs> is waking up twenty years next to someone you hate with five kids that you don't even want to take care of. It's <laughs> a truthful bit, but men actually have these regrets it's the scariest thing that's worse than any horror movie I've ever heard he called it a crisis of rising expectation and both sexes go through this every year a girl that's with you she thinks well I could have been with the millionaire how different would my life have been what's that they call it on Facebook playing what would have been all this shit is very unhealthy the crisis of rising expectations i thought as we became older we got more in touch with reality it turns out your expectations continue to grow (laughs) that's so sad it's like why all the old people play the lottery it's a crisis as you get older maybe that's why you get religious too as you there has to be a heaven there's no way that was it and i just wasted it all Damn, dude. Crisis of rising... That could really affect your relationships. And it does. Expectations, as I said before, are the theft of happiness. (laughs) You gotta inoculate yourself to any... (laughs) Hope of joy. (laughs) The best thing you could do for your parents is become a disappointment. (laughs) There's more than one crisis going around in society today, people. Like a more majority of people are hooking up less than ever. The people that do hook up, hook up with more people. <laughs> I don't think I've come across a lot of geezers that have been with as many women as I have. But yeah, a lot more men are just withdrawing, as he was saying in the book. Uh, Japan, dude, 30% of men over there have just withdrawn from society. <laughs> and we are becoming like that as America So what should we do? Keep demanding more things? Or should we try to sexually liberate our culture? Fucking a free love movement. It's the most hippie I will get today. Big quote to wrap it up. Education theory states that to learn something new, we need to hear it 200 times. Sure. Not only do we need to hear it 200 times, but we also need to unlearn what we have learned in the past. That's true. We are not innocent children learning how to have successful relationships. We have been programmed by our parents, by the culture we have grown up in, and by our own painful past experiences. Integrating this new wisdom of having loving relationships is a new challenge. It's not going to be easy. Like everybody gets married thinking, that's the finish line, baby. It's smooth sailing from here. (laughs) that's the starting line dude and then like i said it's a marathon of suffering from there (laughs) if we want to advance into the future we got to start designing it by ourselves we truly are indoctrinated with a lot of this boomer horse shit uh boomer humor i hate my wife i hate my life this shit has infected us i think it's funny i'm going to continue to perpetrate the stereotypes To make a world more full of love, we gotta do the opposite of what the media is telling us. Men and women are the same. There are no genders. Our inequities are what make us symbiotic and strong. Men and women are separate species and are capable of reaching new heights when we fucking work in harmony. That's gay. I'm searching for a joke. Penis. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. John Gray, pretty insightful. And a little bit more depthy than I gave you credit for up front. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for staying tuned for this edition. Next up we've got a fun one. Pretty feminine one if I do admit. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Sigmund Freud's The Interpretation of Dreams. Yes, I guess we did some of that today. You could just dream about your man being gay and then it's over. Sigmund Freud is making his debut. I'm coming at this guy with the fury of a furry. I hate Sigmund Freud. Old fucking imprinting ass. Old stealing Nietzsche's work ass. Old ruining philosophy so I can sell you pharmaceuticals ass. Old cocaine ass. This should be a fun one definitely don't miss that edition we will be back in seven short days john gray one more time thank you for our feminist edition for the year <laughs> going deeper getting more raw and real every single year thank you to the listener my name is nick muniz harry schwann on instagram patreon.com slash the niche see you in a week love you all peace